pull up a bar stool. Man, we got a show today. I love it when we have these impromptu episodes. That was kind of the case today. Where I just grabbed my friend, Blake Jameson. He's been on the show before. He's written on my site. You've likely seen him around. Really, really smart guy uh, when it comes to Facebook marketing and uh, general Facebook advertising in particular. Uh, but he, he's got a really interesting view uh, from an entrepreneurial perspective. He's doing some amazing things. Uh, so we talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, we have a lot of fun. I can always expect Blake to have fun on the show. He usually brings multiple drinks. He does today as well. Uh, talks about creative ways you can get a gigantic uh, wall-sized whiteboard for, for free. Fun story there. Also, we're going to jump into how local businesses uh, can utilize uh, Facebook ads that go into the news feed. That's interesting. And we're going to talk about uh, the latest graph search changes that have been announced, what that means, how brands can utilize this. Um, so lots of fun stuff. Let me dig into editing posts a little bit. So sit back, pop a bottle, let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLoomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite a different friend to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week I'm really happy to invite my friend back to the show. Mr. Blake Jameson, how you doing, Blake? Good, man. How are you? Good. You know, you you kind of set the standard for guests on this show because uh, <laughs> I think last time it was it's been a few months. Last time you were on, you downed like three beers in in the 45 minutes that we were on. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate that. What, what are you drinking today? Very efficient. Uh, today I'm drinking a classic Budweiser. And uh, pairing that with a double fist of uh, a Rockstar energy drink. Oh, Rockstar energy drink. Yeah, which uh, is my second Rockstar of the day, but it is my first beer of the day, which is, is probably good based on the time it is here right now. It's afternoon for you now. Oh, 12.06, yeah. That's <laughs> Barely. That's right. Five uh, o'clock somewhere. Yeah, so I, I'm uh, classing it up a little bit compared to your your Budweiser. I'm working on because I I need to make a trip to the liquor store. All, all I've got is a couple of beers left. We got Sam Adams Hazel Brown. Nothing real exciting. Decent beer though. Right on. Cheers to you. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, I just got one of those Sam Adams variety packs uh, last yeah. week. Yeah, that, 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 that that's what it is. Yeah, that's what that is. It's like a seasonal fall brew or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You get the pumpkin one in there too. Yeah, do you like that? I thought it was good. Did you? I, I like. I yeah. took a sip of it and I gave it to my wife. I mean, I wouldn't get drunk on it, but I would have one to <laughs> sip on and just enjoy. Spe- give me a stomachache. <laughs> Speaking of getting drunk, you were telling me this story. I hope we can talk about uh, that. That leads to because and no one else can see the video right now, but you just showed me your enormous whiteboard. Uh, in, in your little office there. Tell, tell me about how that came about. Cool. Um, yeah, so last week was Social Media Week in uh, in Los Angeles, and I was at the closing party, which is a little over a mile from my house, and we had all kinds of liquor sponsors there, and so there were open bars everywhere, uh, and I chose to indulge in uh, just about all of them. I <laughs> uh, got nice and tipsy uh, following an, an awesome week of panels and, and presentations, and on my walk home, 
uh, I was walking by uh, on Broadway Street. I saw down this alley like what what looked like a giant, just giant whiteboard. And uh, to put it in context, I'm I'm very obsessed with whiteboards. I have uh, three of them, had three of them before this, and I use them all all the time, putting my goals or quotes or, or budget or whatever it is. Yeah. So I saw this huge, just just massive whiteboard, and uh, I, I'm certain that in any other state of mind. I would have said, well, that's way too big to try to carry <laughs> home. Uh, however, uh, I decided that it was an awesome idea yeah, to balance this uh, five foot by 15 foot whiteboard on my head nice. and uh, slash drag slash however I could get it home. And it took me about 45 minutes, uh, but I managed to get it to my house, uh, which was uh, half a mile from where it was probably. Uh, and then the next day I cl- you know, cleaned it up a little bit because it had been kind of thrown away and it was a little dirty, but... I got it up above my desk, and it literally spans from wall to wall in my room, and it's awesome. Um, I have quotes all over it and, and stuff I need to do on Facebook or book writing or everything. I just – it's awesome to just literally be able to just grab a pen and write a note to myself on my wall. That's awesome. And I know you're an organized guy, and you, you love my, – my, my whiteboard is pathetic. Uh, first of all, it, it – is uh not spanning the entire wall in my office it is not a very big whiteboard and it basically is just filled with a bunch of stuff that uh i know i need to do that i probably won't do in the immediate future and then i can't really erase them because then i feel like i'll never do them so then it's just really kind of stale and not very effective so what i really need is something that takes up the entire wall like that so I can yeah. have just one part of my whiteboard, at least for that stuff that maybe won't go away. Right on. And the rest of it for effective stuff, you know? So here, here's a quick uh, pro tip. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to clear my whiteboards every Sunday and kind nice. of get them ready for the week. Yeah. And what I'll do on Sunday is I'll also, you know, I'll have some tasks like what, whatever it is that I need to do. And I'll try and get a couple things done on Sunday. And when I'm doing it on Sunday evening, I'll actually write my list, including one or two things that I've already done with the entire list. And I'll get up Monday morning and I'll look at my whiteboard and I'll like cross those two things off. That's it's super satisfying to mm-hmm. see it. Like, all right, I'm working my way down the list. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of sets the tone, at least for me, where I'm like, OK, cool. What's next? Like, you know, set them up and knock them down. Yeah. No, there's nothing better than erasing something because you've done it. Not because it, you're like, screw it, I'm not going to do it, but because you actually did it. And um, I'm going to tell you, like, and and I've been talking to my wife about getting my office completely redone. Just because, you know, how your office is set up is really so important. I mean, that, that environment that you have that you spend so much time in, you know, obviously you when you're not surfing, for everybody who doesn't know you, you're a big surf, surfer as well. Uh, but you know, that's where you got to get your work done and it's got to be, you know, got to inspire you and help you be productive and not be distracting. And, um, so yeah, I got to imagine that, that big old whiteboard has got to be helpful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough for me. I mean, it sounds like your office is, is different than your bedroom, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally, I mean, I, I live in a pretty small apartment here in LA and, and so I work from my bedroom. So my, uh, basically my bedroom is set up just like an office. It doesn't even look like a bedroom. I've got this like uh, like leather couch basically that folds out into a bed, but by day it just looks like office furniture. But uh, it's certainly like it helps me to have the whiteboards to stay organized, but it's also, you know, it's really difficult sometimes to stay focused when you're working from home. So you're lucky you've got a separate room. Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, it, you know, 
we, we, we had you on before, but, you know, uh, for those who, who missed you, I mean, you've written on my site before. I mean, you're kind of like a – yeah. I mean, I know you, you're a consultant, so you do a ton of advertising. You have a lot of experience in mobile ads, so you actually wrote for me about mobile ads before. Um, but you do a little bit of everything, man. I mean, what's, what's the quick – 30 second description of what Blake Jameson's all about for the newbies out there. Uh, sure. So, uh, like you said, I do social media consulting. I actually work with a PR firm called 30 miles North. And, uh, what I like to do and I try to do is kind of high level cross platform strategy for different brands. Um, most of my ROI that I get for my clients is certainly on Facebook. So that ends up being where I spend most of my time. Uh, but I really enjoy working, you know, and kind of putting together a strategy of how we can, you know, tell a brand story across whether it's, you know, Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest, or I'm, I've been really into Instagram lately and starting mm-hmm. to get into Vine, and then how we can kind of tie that all together and basically get, you know, cast the biggest net possible and get as much ROI as possible from their potential client pool. Yeah, and you're working on a book right now? Uh, I am. Uh, yeah, it's uh, been working on it for shoot three months now uh working with a book coach has been really helpful but i'm also really particular and you know now i'm going through the the first draft and cleaning it up and and kind of having to rewrite stuff because you know facebook changes so much so i'm trying to keep it now get it less uh exact instructions of what to do and more theory based and basically the idea of the book it's called social hustle surf uh it's one-third social media strategy uh, one third lifestyle design, which kind of ties into uh, how I've built my career in social media, and then one third surfing philosophy, and I kind of tie that back into the similarities between surfing and social media, uh, which is just kind of a fun, a fun take because I think there are social media, you know, social media books are everywhere these yeah, days, yeah. and the content itself gets outdated so quickly. <laughs> so, so like I said, I'm trying to stick theory based, make it fun, make people want to. Uh, either get into social media or surf or both. That's awesome. You have a book writing coach, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We meet once, uh, once a week. We actually have a meeting in a couple hours today. That's smart. Man. It's, that's one of the goals I've had for a while to write a book. Um, I actually was on the verge of doing one and I backed out at the last minute and I'm glad I did actually for the, for the one that I was going to be doing. It just didn't make sense and timing wasn't right. But also, I've, it sounds like what you're doing is like a, a self-published or, or you, it's your own thing. It's not under someone else's umbrella, right? I mean, it, you, you're, just, you're determining the, all the subject matter and title and everything, right? Uh, yes. Um, so I actually wrote a book before without a book coach, coach called Twitter for Actors. Did it self-published. It's up on Amazon. It, it's done pretty well. Um, you know, it's nice to get a a paycheck every month and just re- not really expect it. But on the flip side, I think I could do a lot more. So this time around, uh, I did hire uh, my book coach, Deb, who is absolutely amazing. Uh, she, her website is right on online, W-R-I-T-E, on mm. online. Um, I've referred a few people to her. Everybody loves her. And, you know, talking with her about the publishing strategy, the self-published is certainly my plan B. But uh, I'm actually hoping to, once the content is completely done, uh, I'm going to write book proposals and shop it to different publishers and just see if if I get any bites. Hmm. Uh, and if I do, you know, kind of evaluate what that distribution looks like. Because if I can get somebody to help me 
uh, and really push the book. And if I do like a print version of it, I would love to see, you know, my sure. book in, a, in a bookstore it would be just amazing. Yeah. But if, you know, if it doesn't make sense, then yeah, absolutely. I'm going to self publish it. Uh, regardless yeah. and, and i guess uh, it, that was just the wrong terminology i used it wasn't so much self-published but it you're not doing like say a dummy's book or something right you're determining the 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 full subject matter you're writing it ahead of time before you find a publisher exactly yeah. exactly and and i know that there i think there are different ways you know some people just write a proposal and just an idea for a book and then yeah. shop publishers and then the publisher might be more hands-on with with shaping the content itself like you said, I, I'm writing everything, and I, I'm basically having it ready, in my opinion, to go to print. And then I'll shop around it. And if a publisher likes it and wants me to change you know, certain things around, if, if the deal makes sense, I'll do it. But at the end of the day, I'm doing it for myself and want to have creative control. No, it's, that sounds awesome. Um, I'm going to have to talk to this dead person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Uh, she's real cool. I mean, that's along the lines of what I want to do eventually. Like, I mean, they always say, you know, if you want to do public speaking or if you want to take the next level, you know, go to the next level, you need to write a book. And I, I've kind of managed to skip that. Right. Uh, I've been lucky. But right. that doesn't mean I don't want to want to write one. I mean, I think uh, one of the things that kind of slows me down is the exact same thing you're talking about, that Facebook changes so much. And that if you're going to write about Facebook marketing, it makes it really tricky. So it's got to be ever, right. evergreen in some way and – yeah, I mean, but, certainly. I mean, but on the flip side, like you have so much awesome blog content and, you know, obviously some of it has become, uh, you know, outdated now, but yeah. there's still a lot of stuff that's obviously very relevant. And like I'm sure, you know, in the archive of your articles, you've still got the popular kind of go to's uh, for most for a lot of the people that come to your site. So, you know, blogging your way to a book is is certainly not an uncommon route. Yeah. Uh, and you definitely, you know, you'd want to hand pick out different articles and, and get the composition and then you're going to go back through and you're going to tweak everything because you want to add value that you don't just have for free on your blog. But you have like a perfect skeleton for a Facebook book, which you should call it that. The Facebook book. Yeah. Facebook book. I don't even know if I want to, you know, this is this would be a crazy thought. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm almost done with my first beer here, but I don't even know <laughs> if I'd even want to write about Facebook. And, and maybe that's stupid, but... Uh, you know, it's just for for a book. I'd almost want it to be a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say lifestyle based, but uh, it's just you know an entire book about Facebook just sounds boring to me. <laughs> Which you wouldn't be the first. You know. Yeah, I mean, it just depends. I mean, that's why I kind of tried to put a different spin on mine and tie in like the lifestyle design and surfing stuff. Yeah. But I mean, the truth is, like, it doesn't even have to be social media. You could yeah. you could draw a children's book that doesn't even have words in it if you want to. Let's do that. Um, I'd be totally down to do that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Cheers. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's now Facebook isn't boring, of course. We're going to talk about that. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, there always is. Uh, the biggest piece of news that uh, kind of rolled across my desk this week um, is regarding graph search. And, um, of course, once again, it's a change that Facebook is announcing that I don't have. And I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't talked to anyone who has it yet, actually. But, yeah. So, so you know, first of all, I love graph search, but... The one thing that's always been missing, and even when Facebook launched it, they're like, ah, we'll get to that eventually, is post-search, right? So being able to right. so search out specific posts. And 
I don't think the timing of this is coincidental because I know that they've also been working with uh, specific marketing partners like big news companies to provide them additional data through search um, uh-huh. that, that has to do with, you know, people talking about their brand, you know, so how many people are talking about it? What's their demographics and all, you know, are they, are they men? Are they women? How old are they? Um, all that kind of stuff. So, um, lots of, lots of really interesting possibilities. I'm not even sure exactly how I'd use it. Like, I know it should it should be like a, a monitoring type of thing, right? So how how are people talking about me right now? I guess you know, search out John Loomer Digital or John Loomer, because uh, right. it's not always going to be people who's uh, sharing my stuff. Uh, maybe they're just talking about, uh, about what, what an idiot I am for some reason, and so I might want to find that out. Maybe not comment on it, you know, but just see what what what's going on. But I, so that's monitoring. There's there's got to be a, a a point though too where it's a it's about joining in conversations and I think that's what what uh, hashtags were all about in the first place. Right, I, I was about to say you know that's you know it's it's awesome if you can search for you know posts about John Loomer by my friends or yeah. whatever. Which by the way I I don't have that functionality yet either. Yeah. But I think that in terms of like jumping in conversations. I know that not everyone uses hashtags, but they're obviously becoming more and more popular, you know, on Facebook. So it seems like it seems like very similar to me. You know, it is. I still like I like I love using hashtags to jump in conversations on Twitter. Uh, I'm certainly starting to uh, to get into that a little bit more on Facebook. Um, and, it, you know, if you're if you can do post search it's still just you're only going to be able to see what's public you're never going to see what people are only sharing with their friends if you're not their friend i know but people are still morons there's still morons who this is the problem there are people who still don't realize their stuff is public and you're going to jump into a conversation and they'll say what the hell are you doing here you know and which never happens on twitter because no one thinks their stuff is private Right. So that that's the only thing. I like I can understand like I would jump into like a page level conversation, meaning a page shared something. And, uh-huh. But if, if a per, if a person shared something, I I'm not sure I'd jump into that conversation. Are you talking about on Facebook? Yeah, on, on Facebook, on Facebook, yeah. And what do you think? Um I would love to get into that conversation. I mean, I I think that like regardless in that situation, like it's, you're going to be creeping a little bit and, yeah. and people are going to know that. So I think that at least with my experience, like on Twitter, I'll probably try to apply similar things to Facebook is that like, you know, okay, I'm creepy. I get that. I'm going to kind of come in and make some kind of lighthearted joke about whatever's yeah. going on. I'm not obviously not going to go straight to a hard sell of like, Oh, Hey, you're talking about Facebook edge rank. Well, you really need to go to John yeah. you know, or whatever it is. You, you um, should, you should do that though. You yeah. should tell all right. All right. Right on. Um, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that in general, uh, I like coming in and being just, you know, being myself, like a little bit sarcastic, a little bit, you know, outgoing and just joking with people. Um, I don't know. I mean, but I just think. But again, I can kind of I can get that on Twitter. Because uh, because when, when it happens on Twitter, it doesn't even seem creepy to me. Like I'm talking about. I mention a brand and they jump in and it seems kind of cool. Like the, you always hear stories like, wow, they're really good with their monitoring and they get props for it. But I just, I just, at least in the early going, which I think is going to be early going, meaning a year or so, 
if you jump into personal conversations on Facebook, I mean, you got to be pretty creative. Uh, yeah, but I mean, so it's going to be different by by default, right? Because yeah. with, when you're when you're logged in as a Facebook page, yeah. so I'm logged in as client XYZ. If I go to somebody else's post off the page, if it's a, if it's another page, I can get involved. I can comment. Mm-hmm. But if it's a personal, I, I I can't comment, right? Maybe maybe I'm thinking about this wrong, but it's not like I can go as uh, Dom Patrol truck, you know, mm-hmm. the, the surf truck thing I'm going as that page. I can't go to even if they're my friend. I can't go to someone else's status and and comment. I don't think unless it's public, right? Uh, can you comment as a page on a person's thing? God, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know I exactly what you're talking about because I've seen stuff in my in my newsfeed or from the ticker where, yeah, I can see it because like a friend commented on it or something. Yeah. Um, and it must be a friends of fans kind of thing or friends of friends kind of thing. But right. I, for whatever reason, I can't comment on it. I, and to be honest, and I feel stupid for not knowing this. But I'm not sure what the setting is to prevent that. I think fully public content allows comment, comments that. comments from anybody. Right yeah, I think. But regardless, I mean, you're, basically, my point is when you're jumping into those kind of conversations with the post-graph search, more than likely you're going to be on your your personal profile. I think you're going to get better search results that way anyways. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to be jumping out. I mean, you're in a unique situation because – uh, your name is John Loomer and your your Facebook page and brand is John Loomer. So that's great, I think, for you. But whereas like if I'm working with one of my clients, if I'm jumping in as Blake Jameson, I mean that that name's not necessarily always attached to the client from yeah. like their customer's point of view. So it's not like I can jump into a conversation and say, Oh, hey, that's such a good conversation. I'm really glad to be a part of it. By the way, you should check out this brand that, you know, if you didn't know otherwise, you'd have no idea I'm affiliated with. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but it'll be interesting. I mean, like I said, I, I think that hashtags are going to be, in my opinion, more used by me. But uh, never know. I mean, I, I love when Facebook changes stuff up. I think it's, I it's awesome. I mean, that's why that's what's helped me like break into the industry is because it changes so much. So all the old, you know, 10 years old digital marketing, quote unquote, gurus, if they're not up to date on what's working now, then they're going to get left behind. Yeah, they're screwed. Yeah. it. Oh, man, it just... It's so annoying though when when you read the responses to this kind of stuff, where people are, are you know, bashing the changes or like, oh, Facebook's changing again. And like, dude, catch up. It's gonna be okay. It's like if you, if Facebook was making the wrong changes over the last was it seven eight years now, they wouldn't be Facebook anymore. They'd be gone. And they've they've made so many pretty amazing adv- advancements. Like some of the stuff doesn't work, but uh-huh. a lot a lot of it does. And uh, it's definitely better now than it was a year ago, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just thinking about, um, in general, you know, this change that's hopefully being rolled. Of course, they said it's a slow rollout, and mm-hmm. I still have new news feed, which means I guess it's going to be another eight months or 10 months or whatever it's been. Um, yeah, I don't have the new news feed. it's ridiculous. I mean- it's like the and, and if you create a new account, apparently, if you create a new account, new profile, you get the get new feed. Yeah. Ah, uh, good to know. What jerks though? Like we we I've been on it since two thousand seven, and I can't get it. Yeah, I've it. been on it since uh, late two thousand four. See, yeah, well, you hashtag early adopter. There you go. Well, you were in school, man. Probably I, when it came to the West Coast, yeah, exactly. I, 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 I was I was banned from it in two thousand four. Yeah, I wasn't nice allowed in. Yeah. yeah, it was so simple then. I mean, I ha- I literally had four or five Facebook friends, and it was like, 
my dorm mates that lived on my dorm floor and like we would just use it as almost like a mass messaging kind of you know, I'd be posting on my own timeline or whatever, just being like, hey, I'm going to this party tonight. And my friends would just show up because that's all they saw. Yeah. And not to go on a total tangent. Yeah, not to go on a total tangent. But yeah, I mean, when I when I set up in 2007, it was entirely for business. And so that was before any of my friends were on. And so I completely ignored the, it wasn't even a news feed at that time. I can't even remember. Yeah, it was the wall. Yeah, it yeah. Was, that's all yeah. it was. And there was nothing going on, right? So, but... Once my friends started coming on, holy cow, that was awesome. I still remember those days when they first started jumping in. It's like, man, I haven't seen this person in 10 years or 20. Like some people I hadn't seen since like second grade and stuff. And it's just amazing. Yeah. So that was a that was a bit of a tangent. But uh, back to the, the point on uh, graph search and all this stuff and like hashtags. I, I still think the missing element in all of this is like a way – to easily jump into these these conversations, um, like some sort of tool, right? So with Twitter, you know, Twitter's kind of naturally, that's what it is. It's a feed and you can like follow, kind of easily follow hashtags and stuff. Sure. Um, and then you got TweetDeck uh, which, and Hootsuite and all these other tools that are made for that. Right. So, so what's the equivalent then for Facebook and following these conversations? Because I think that's what's missing from all this. Um, I don't know, like a monitoring software. I mean, they have, you know, there's, there's monitoring software, like, uh, like something actually that's about to come out is called Bottlenose. That's like real time trend analytics. Um, they're down here in LA. So I, I know the guys and, uh, it seems like they're working on some cool stuff. And so, uh, uh, apparently they are, you know, in real time tracking, uh, different types of conversations and what's trending in different areas and, and with what demographics and stuff. So, and they do pull from Facebook as well as other things. Mm. But I think that that's probably less to like go jump in a specific conversation as much as it is to be like, oh, you know, it's uh, whatever Monday morning and Breaking Bad is trending. So yes. I better go post about, you know, it's just like a reminder of what's popular right now. Like I should probably integrate that into uh, my social strategy today. So, but, but along those lines, how is some. <laughs> Like I feel like Facebook, it's not just the the monitoring tools that Facebook's got to start pulling in regular users into these discussions and let you know. I think they're starting to do that. Like they had some trending hashtags or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of what I'm what I'm getting at is like for the typical person, uh, how how is Facebook going to start motivating them uh, to start? Uh, you know, using hashtags or searching out some of these discussions about individual topics and not just making it a marketing tool, you know? Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that like, I don't know. And maybe I'm maybe I'm off on this, but I think, I don't think Facebook's going anywhere. I think it's going to stay strong for a long time. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a powerhouse for a long time. But I think that in terms of like uh, the a little bit younger generation than us, the people that are really using, uh, it seems like they seem pretty heavy on Twitter. They're using Snapchat. They're using Vine. They're using some of these new, uh, maybe more hip apps because, quite frankly, like my grandma's on Facebook, which which is great. I love to talk to her and see her <laughs> stuff. But if I'm you know, a 12, 14, 16-year-old kid, yeah. I probably wouldn't be as stoked about it. So I feel like that little bit younger generation that's a little bit more uh, tech-forward than our generation – 
Um, I, I, appreci- I, I appreciate, they, by the way, that you included me in your generation. Of course, That's dude. Nice, nice. Oh, idea. please. Um, <laughs> I, I just think that like those kind of kids are they're used to like searching by hashtags and they want to know if you know whatever if they're a you know basketball fan they're searching for you know hashtag basketball or you know whatever they just get that and they know that's just part of their it's just part of the routine and so i think as that age group uh continues to mature and grow up whatnot i think that that'll stick with them is that, that it's just changing how people uh communicate and network whereas like you know us a little bit older uh, i still think that like you know obviously you and i are very uh trend forward as far as the tech stuff goes but just because, you know, that's our job and that's what pays our rent. I don't know if there's, you know, if there's another person that just happens to use Facebook to keep in touch with 20, you know, mm-hmm. 30 of their best friends and they only use it for that purpose. I don't really see that kind of person being like, oh, I wonder, you know, Breaking Bad is trending on Facebook. So yeah. I'm going to do a hashtag Breaking Bad thing and then I'm going to yeah. go jump into strangers conversations. I think that it's just like a, I think that's going to be a marketer's thing for for our generation. But but maybe, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I know, but here's the problem. Um, so supposedly, mm-hmm. Facebook's falling off for the young youngsters, right? So I don't know where where the break off is if it's at 22 and under or 25 and under. I don't know, but like sure. you're saying, it's all Snapchat and and Twitter sure. and stuff. And uh, so if that's the case. Uh, so who's who's gonna be using all the hashtags and 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 whatnot? Um, so, and so I feel like I don't know. If the success is falling on, on that group, then it may be doomed. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's doomed. Like, think about like how how much longer do you and I have in our life cycle to buy something and be a customer? Yeah. Well, hopefully, a really long freaking time, right? I hope to live to like two hundred, yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going anywhere on Facebook. I'm gonna stick around. Like, I've already built up such a cool network there, and I have all my pictures there. Like, that's not gonna change for me, and I think that's not gonna change for a lot of people. So. You know, I, I don't think if there if that is that fall off happening now and we'll just say the twenty year olds and under aren't really as yeah. Facebook forward or, or into Facebook, that's really I don't think gonna affect anything for quite some time because there's plenty of companies and clients that that don't sell things to people that are under thirty yeah. or under you know, under whatever. So, you know, you think about like the twelve, fourteen, sixteen year olds, like they're using their parents' money granted like the people that can get in and, and market with like vine and snapchat and instagram now and build like a really loyal uh you know tween client base of people that are gonna you know whatever that is uh whatever they're gonna buy when they turn old enough to have their first credit card or whatever it is you know there, there's a huge opportunity there but I, I don't think that that's mutually exclusive to still tons of opportunity on facebook yeah it the the other counter I have to anyone who who is makes a big deal out of losing that younger demographic is well, it's not like when they're sixteen and eighteen years old they they give a damn about um, LinkedIn either, but eventually True. they do, and True. so if LinkedIn really is for an an older with quotes around it demographic, sure. pe- people who have families who have a career and all that stuff. Well, maybe they just need a family and a career, and then Facebook will and or a career, and Facebook will start appealing to them more, right? So right. I get I get it that Facebook Facebook's not going to appeal to you when you got your mom looking over your shoulder and she's posting embarrassing stuff uh, on Facebook, and right. but as you get older, 
maybe, maybe they'll be back. And I mean, you, you can never yeah. just assume something's gonna be around for five to 10 years, but it looks right. I mean, think about like when, when you were like 16 or so, yeah. uh, or, or, or whatever, like what, Granted, the obviously it's social well social media marketing wasn't really a thing, right. but like I think back like when I was in high school, uh, I had a lot of friends on MySpace. I personally didn't really get into MySpace. Uh, I don't know. I just just didn't get into it for whatever reason. Um, but I had a lot of friends that were all about it, and obviously like MySpace is sure it's still around, but it's not like a really player in the game right now. And I don't think that like whatever companies or or brands or whatever were marketing on that time on MySpace, which I'm sure was happening, even though I wasn't on it. Like, it's not like that affected the buying decisions now, I think, of my friends that I'm still friends with that used to be on MySpace. And, and you know, now they're not, even though I wasn't on MySpace, like we're still, we go out to the same, you know, clubs or parties or wear the same clothes. Like, we're, I just think that like, it is just going to change quickly. And like, if you can capitalize and, and you can make some money right now on like Snapchat or Vine or Instagram, that's great. Facebook's going to be around for a while and clearly has a big footprint. Like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of customers out there. Yeah, there are. Isn't it kind of crazy though, the way Facebook evolved in that way, how it used to be, okay, it was just college kids. Now it's college and high school kids and it's everybody now, like, and now it's, seemingly moving to everybody but college and high school kids. Right. It's just kind of funny the way that happens. Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, yeah, definitely an interesting evolution. And I wonder at what point uh, Mark uh, Zuck kind of realized, okay, we're going to go this direction. Okay, well, that's going to end up with something entirely different than how we first built it. But, I mean, shit, they're one of the biggest companies in the world, so they're doing something right. I think it really all, all comes down to having to monetize Right. So, I mean, once all the businesses hopped in, the, the, the days of it being for the kids was kind of numbered, I think. Yeah, for sure. And once grandmas, mom, moms and grandmas hopped on, that was it. Yeah. Cheers. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, that was, it's, it's, it's an interesting thought. I mean, a lot going on. I mean, a couple other things, uh, like a, a latest change that, I don't even know there's a whole lot to discuss about, but might, might as well mention it. And I, I don't know why it takes so long to make some of these changes, but you can fi- finally now edit a post. So it's not just uh, the the image, you know, how if you posted a photo, you could edit the, the comment or whatever, or not the comment, the description. Uh-huh. But now you can actually edit a link share. And I think a status update that I wasn't able to do the status update last I checked. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've had the photo editing obviously yeah. for a while. Let me see. Uh, oh yeah. Edit. Cool. I honestly, that's, that's news to me. That's, that's great. Especially with the link share. Like it would bother me. I, I'd come on with clients where they had a bunch of link shares. And when I do a link share, I like, you know, copy paste the link into the status update, push enter, and it's going to populate the little, the, the text box and image down below. And then I like to get rid of that messy URL string in the comment and I'll put something else, Right. you know, and, and all the time I would come on to clients and they would, they would just have that messy, you know, URL string. And maybe it's just me being particular, but it always bothered me. And so sometimes I'd be deleting posts and remaking them so that I thought that they looked cleaner. Um, so that's good to know. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, my, my, the thing I hate is typos. Like I'll, I'll publish something and it's got like a whole bunch of comments and likes and shares. And I noticed there's a big fat, stupid typo in it and I can't do anything about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think like the main reason Facebook was slow on it, um, 
was because they're afraid that people would do the bait and switch. Like mm-hmm. they do something where it was like totally pro one way and then everybody likes it and stuff and then com- and they completely reverse his course, but, um, and, and edits it. Mm-hmm. But, but I guess, uh, basically what they did, I mean, you'll recall it. They've, they've allowed you to edit comments now for a while. Uh-huh. And so I and guess that say edited. Yeah. Right? So I guess that was kind of the test to see how, you know, what would happen as a result of that. And it seemed like no one was really abusing it. So they're yeah. rolling it out. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think it's a good idea. Cheers. So what, what, what you got working there on your beer, man? How you doing? I, I finished my beer and I'm about uh, halfway done with my Rockstar Tall Can. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, like, yeah. I, like this is like a, a really casual, like, good. first of all, I just grabbed you. Yeah. You know, like an hour ago, I was like, let's, let's do a podcast. And uh, it shows how organized I am and, and getting getting guests set up. But but you're, you're a good one, so I'll make sure we brought you back on. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. And, like, one of the things that, that you mentioned was, you know, you're working with a local business with newsfeed ads. Mm-hmm. And, and that... You know, I want to talk about that too because you know I had a one-on-one today uh, with a client with, with somebody who was a local business trying to appeal to local businesses and target local businesses only and sure. drive to their website for conversion. Okay. And well, like restaurants, I think great, great opportunities for local businesses. Uh-huh. Where it's tough is like the service, the boring service industry like a chiropractor where you're only local and you're trying to drive website traffic. So, and like, so, you know, we went through some ideas there, but, um, in general, I, I I'm always challenged by local. So I'm just curious what, what you're seeing there. Cause I, I know you had some thoughts. Sure. So, um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, restaurants isn't so bad. This happens to be a, a tech company, working in the restaurant industry. So basically what they do is it's an iPhone app uh, or, or well, it's a mobile HTML5 website. So it runs on any phone. Mm. Um, it's called livedeal.com. And you can go there and it'll tell you based on geo, you know, your, your location, what deals are going on around you. You can sort it, you know, by like how close they are. And then it'll tell you kind of a countdown of like, for example, there's a happy hour right down the street. It's, you know, $2 Coors Lights. Mm-hmm. And it ends in one hour and 59, 58, 57. So it, it'll, it's all in real time. Um, so it's cool because, you know, it's competing in the same, I guess, space sort of as like a Groupon Living Social. Right. But you don't actually, you know, with Living Social or Groupon, you have to buy through them and then use your yeah. stuff before it expires, like all this crap. So with this is, is actually free on both the restaurant side and the user side. So you can just sign on, see deals around you. Uh, you can click, uh, you know, claim voucher and it'll just say, cool, you know, show them this, this QR code or whatever it is. So it's a pretty sweet product. Uh, and what they did is they're rolling out to San Diego first and they rolled out just, um, shoot about two weeks ago. And so because it's so intensive in terms of like, they have a street team on the ground that are going to all of these businesses to each restaurant and saying, you know, when are your happy hours? What are the deals? And they're constantly hand curating all of these deals so that everything is accurate on their site. That's really important, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really labor intensive. So obviously it's not scalable to do it on the whole, to the whole U.S. all at one time. So they started in San Diego, which is where the, uh, the CEO is from. And they, uh, 
just launched it and, it, and it's done really well. Um, and what I think is cool is that, you know, like you said, when I'm targeting just a local demographic, obviously within this competitive bidding space, it's, it's going to be a smaller pool. And then when I say, you know, people that like Chinese food or like these kind of foods, then it's going to be even smaller. I find that as my audience gets smaller, I mean, in general, my, my cost per click is going to go up. Uh, so I expected yeah. to have, uh, you know, kind of a higher cost per click than, than I usually see. But what was really awesome is that everybody likes food and everybody likes to eat and, and most people like to save money. So because our messaging, I think, was was pretty good communicating what exactly we do and that really we're not getting anybody to buy anything. We're just getting them to go to a website to find out, you know, where they're going to eat. But we don't have any – we don't take any money from them. Um, our time spent on site has just been phenomenal um, on this small scale. So – we're really excited. We're going to launch in LA uh, in a couple more weeks, and then roll out to like ten major cities in the U.S. Uh, and hopefully be be in all the major cities in the U.S. Uh, you know, which is exciting. So, you know, I, I've been using the newsfeed ads. Obviously, like those those were huge when those rolled out uh, a little while ago. I mean, the click through rates on those are so much better than uh, than on those sidebar ads. Yeah, and, and like like insanely better. Yeah, and actually. Look, I, I've been really slow to newsfeed ads for non-fans just because, like, I first of all, I see idiots who they take the wrong approach to newsfeed ads uh, for non-fans. Like, it's all, like, the get-rich-quick stuff. I see so much. Right. I, th I think because we're in what right. we're in, like the social media marketing, entrepreneur stuff, uh, right. as soon as we're labeled that, uh, we just get hammered with that crap. And right. so I see that. And I'm like, I do not want to be associated with these people and they just get hammered uh, with negative feedback, which they just go all go through and delete. Um, right. So I've been right. slow to that. But lately what I've been doing is when I have a post that I think is, first of all, not selling something, at least not directly selling something, right. uh, but very, it's, it's like some, some, some big news, some kind of like really helpful guide or something. Like, for example, when uh, the the uh, link thumbnail size increased uh -huh. and like I created a guide for like how, how, you know, what the dimensions should be and all that. I yeah, just, yeah. I, yeah. With your debugger tool, that was a super helpful article. Yeah. Cause, right. Cause I was having that problem and I used the debugger cause of your article and it solved it. So thank good, you. Good. Good. So yeah, so yeah. I've been promoting that kind of stuff to non fans in the newsfeed as well, but I've been <laughs> so hesitant about it that I'll actually create a dark post. Uh -huh. So, so it doesn't, I, if I do get negative feedback, it doesn't mess up what I already built with the, with the organic stuff. But I've been really surprised by the results in that, first of all, I'm not getting negative feedback on it. And and second, I'm getting a ton of page likes off of it. And oh, it, yeah. And, 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 I, and I know and I'm 99% sure the reason for that and what sucks is that Facebook doesn't show you this is they're probably putting that like page button above my post. It's like a suggested post like page, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they do. Yes. Why do they not show that in a, in a preview? That drives me crazy. The, the preview on the newsfeed ads is, is not entirely accurate. No, yeah, it, yeah. it definitely could use some work, but yeah, I mean, when you're doing a newsfeed ad that's, that's pointing off site and then it says, would you like to tie this to a Facebook page? And then you say, yeah, and you type in your Facebook page and that auto populates. Uh, then yeah, it'll, it'll put like a like page button. Uh, I think it's in the top right corner of that box. Yeah, but th this is coming from my Facebook page already. That's dri driving traffic to my website, and and it's get it's generating a ton of likes. So I just assume uh, that anyone who it's reaching in the news feed 
who doesn't like my page already, it's probably that's probably when it throws a like page button up there. Yeah. So when I'm doing the newsfeed page uh, ads for offsite advertising, um, I set it up just I don't set it up as a page post or a dark post or anything. Mm. Uh, I'll set it up in the ad manager as pointing to, you know, Blake.com slash whatever uh, or client.com slash whatever. And then, you know, it has me put in my uh, my nice big graphic and then it gives me the option saying, would you like to right. associate this with a page, which I can I, I don't have to do, right. but I always do because I'm always doing it for a client or for myself and I'll put it on my page. But, um, but yeah, my, those newsfeed ads that I'm using aren't showing up as posts at all. So, I mean, I guess like a dark post or whatever, I mean, it's not going to be on my timeline. Um, and the only, the only way that I can find it is in the ad manager, Very but I mean, cool. they, they convert extremely well. Yeah. Like the click through rates are, you know, 10 X of the sidebar ads. Yeah, I, I'm warming to them, and uh, yeah, the sidebar, I, I don't know, what, what's interesting now too, I know we're got, kind of going uh, over time here, but sidebar, now that Facebook allows you to target only sidebar, I'm seeing just how pathetic those are, but also like how incredibly cheap they are. It's like, I'm getting like one cent, two cents, three cent uh, CPM, it's kind of ridiculous, wow. but I'm not really- are they, are they converting anything for you? But no, no, nothing's oh. happening with them though. Yeah. So, but, uh, it's, it's, it's still kind of interesting, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I feel like we, there's a lot more we could cover, but, uh, you know, I just Always. asked, yeah, I just asked the bartender for a tab. Uh, I forgot my wallet. Uh, I say we just bail. <laughs> awesome. Except we drink here all the time. So maybe we, we do. They, they, know, standards, yeah. they know who we are. Uh, we'll true. have to wash some dishes or something. Where, where can people find you, Blake? Uh, BlakeJamison.com or uh, very soon. In fact, I'll, I'll put it up by the end of the day today. Uh, uh, SocialHustleSurf.com will be some info about my book. Beautiful. All right. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for enjoying a beer with me again, my friend. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Blake Jamison, for being on the show. Always fun. Make sure you check him out. I'm looking forward to that book. Like I said, I don't know if I'd want to write an entirely Facebook marketing book, especially by myself. I'm going to love his. I mean, we're talking about one-third social, one-third hustle, one-third surf. That's going to be some fun, fun reading. Uh, so make sure you check out the show notes. A few links in there that were referenced. And uh, just final request. If you enjoyed the show, just go to johnloomer.com slash awesome. Tell your friends all about it. It doesn't get any easier than that. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.